0: And we back and we back with a second episode of a new series I established last week, which is the most important track on an album series. Last week, we, by we, I mean me, chose Tyler, the creators, Call Me If You Get Lost. And I decided to um, have Massive being the most important track uh, track of the album. If you haven't listened to that episode already, Stop What You're Doing Go back, listen to it, that way you could get an idea of how this series is going to be structured. Not only that, but why not listen to this episode on its world premiere day? Not tomorrow, not the day after that. And let's pretend I said something here right now that um. With enough substance that validates you having to listen to this episode the same day it dropped. Okay, now onward for today's episode. It's gonna be focused on Drake's certified lover boy. The track that I'm choosing as the most important track on the album is Girls Love Girls featuring Lil Baby. Please don't leave the video. I'm joking. It's gonna be champagne poetry. Honestly, a quite poetic track if I do say so myself. And before I get into why I decided to choose that as the most important track, I'm developing, of course, a criteria that I based this off of, sort of like a checklist for you guys to follow me on in case I ever lose you. As I continue on the series, it will be more refined and, you know, with it being more refined... Y'all will eventually get the idea behind these episodes, but of course, it's gonna be the narrative how it connects to the narrative that's trying that's trying to be established by the artist and the growth the artist is trying to hit. Drake, prior to certified Lover Boy, not to regurgitate everything that's happened since 2018, a couple of the main things he's been dealing with is the fact that he's had a son exposed to the world from Pusha T. And of course, the baby mama being a porn star going on from there. We have Kanye West, a longtime friend, collaborator, mentor, turned into his op, his foe, just dissing him. So on and so forth. We get the whole idea behind that. Um, Fast forward 2021, it appears they have reconciled and they did have the Larry Hoover concert about what, a month ago? So technically recently. And it looks like everything's on good terms but before being on good terms that definitely put a a stain in drake's career for you know winning rap beef stain at the top not only that so he has these obstacles these conflicts underway and he's still trying to solidify himself as not only the greatest artist of all time one of the greatest hit makers billboard leading artists, you know top 10 top fives, number one, so on and so forth with any other statistical data out there but I mean, he's trying to establish himself as the best rapper of all time. So already we have conflict that he's trying to overcome and we have the growth of Drake being that he wants to be the greatest rapper he wants to strive to get to that point and something that has been uh, for the third element up behind this would be, The avoiding the fall off, continuing to stay dominant and basically having any time Drake drops an album, it being the Drake golden era. The golden era to Drake was in 2011 through 2013, not even 2015. It's as long as he's dropping music. He himself has said he decides when it's no longer going to be the Drake era. So I guess we could tie this into conflict, growth, longevity, the growth being him striving to be the greatest rapper. Ever and how will he go about it? Because not, I'm not sitting here to say that Drake will never be the greatest rapper. I mean, if you, he's the greatest rapper ever in your book, that's your taste. But it's something that he is still chasing, sort of like LeBron, regardless if he feels he's the best, he still feels like he's chasing MJ's shadow. So Champagne Poetry, can we talk about that infectious hook in the beginning, the high pitch I love you sample being looped back since this vintage tone? I wouldn't say it's on the mellow side, but it just sort of definitely grabs your ears to pay attention. The first verse coming off being, I've been hot since the birth of my son, going into the conflict that's been uh, established in the past couple years, still fresh and rooted inside of Drake's head most important track being certified lover boy doesn't really give us much about drake's life if we're real here we get the usual grooming relationships he has with strippers and the reason why that doesn't work out he doesn't really give too much detail in his into um his father lifestyle uh either you know being one of the biggest if not the biggest artists in the planet how does fatherhood work and what's your version of it we don't get that and we don't get any in-depth relationship bars or you know with any of his peers and how does that dynamic goes I mean the closest thing we honestly got was probably no friends in the industry but we know he has a couple peers peers not necessarily friends because at the end of the day we know him so the conflict that has been established the past couple years gets mentioned off the rip making champagne poetry have the weight That carries the rest of the album because that continuously gets brought up again. 7 a.m. on Brittle Path. Um, Not so much directly Kanye. I know friends in the industry, but a big, hey, fuck all of y'all. I'm really vibing with you guys. I'm going to keep writing by myself. Even though, again, he does have plenty of peers that respect him. And with that, we... Get the following verses afterwards where he talks about his overall crew, everything they have established, which regardless of how much people try to put uh, bring Drake down, his team is solidified. The foundation has already been set. And regardless of what happens, he is he has already established a legendary career. Now, as far as growth, having champagne poetry be a lyrically heavy track sets the tone for something Drake Has been doing since I want to say, what um 2013 with Two Skin Leather. Because prior to that, we would have more melancholic intros, such as "Lust for Life," "Over My Dead Body," and I believe "Fireworks" on "Thank Me Later." And something that Drake has noted when it comes to his album intros is that it does set the mood for the rest of the project. There is a monologue that he usually goes through mentally as he does you know the blueprint for the LP however his process go but the most important is that it starts off with the intro so now we're going into the second part about the why it's the most important track on the LP and It pushes him a step forward towards the growth and that growth being on becoming the best rapper the rap game has ever seen. You wouldn't be able to step close into that if you started off with a singing track in the intro or going something away from rapping and more melodic. We clearly see that this is way more bar heavy than Scorpion. Seeing as how Scorpion had a whole death side dedicated to rapping and singing more for the hits. And again, this isn't a Scorpion review, just reflecting on that. The growth being with the bars. We haven't seen Drake wrapping this refined in a good bit. I mean, off off the riff with the sample, this is already gonna be something. This is already gonna be a classic Drake intro, Drake track. And then for the growth, we're seeing it lyrically with his Candace, the way he's coming off. He even says it himself on verse two, these are effortless, effortless effortless flows. I got it right. Can you guys not crucify me for that either? Thank you. Thank you. And you know, these flows are coming to him easily bragging, not necessarily bragging, but establishing the fact that most of my quotes are worldwide, whether it's saved on Instagram, whether people are you know, applying it to their everyday life. Drake isn't just somebody that has great music, but that has applied quotables and soundtrack to individuals' life, having a great amount of reach in the hip-hop industry and in your, you know, the average fan's day-to-day life. And this will help solidify the best rapper, um, not persona, but rather goal he's been trying to achieve with these quotables, because how can you not say, I'm not the best rapper ever if everyone's always quoting me. And of course, I think one of the third things that I will say will be longevity. And going off from the second verse that Drake establishes with the quotes and all the people that say they're over him. And Drake still being the hottest artist, regardless of how much people want to fall off. And I mentioned the Drake era, the supposed established Drake eras, and how Drake disagrees with that completely. Yes, he feels any time he makes music is still a continuation of the Drake era. Longevity is the third part that the third part of this criteria why I chose Champagne Poetry to be the most important track on the album. And that will go on into the second half of the track that goes through a beat switch into something uh, with a more, uh, what was it, grand, not chorus, um, orchestra. I will get better at this, I promise. But anyways, we often get um, sent jabs at Drake for not being as politically involved in his tracks. When again, we know he doesn't want to for the sake of sales, whatever it may be. But with his third verse focusing on the riots that have been spreading around the country for the past two years, he is dipping his toes in there. We're not getting nothing super introspective or how it's personally affecting his life on a day to day basis. He, you know, honestly, Drake, is living a completely different lifestyle and really isn't getting affected by this. But then going forward from there and bringing up to the fact that he lost one of his men in a Toronto shootout and facing pressure from his city to be involved in the case or just, be you know, becoming a good role model because he has, he's the face of the city. I mean, Toronto now known worldwide and mainstream wise as the six. If you want to argue, people don't really call it the six on and so forth. I don't live in Toronto. And I will tell you anybody I know, if they're not calling it Toronto, they're calling it the six. So seeing him dive into, you know, a, a bit of the politics, a bit of the strings that are trying to be put on him is something that I see as a way for as a way for him to continue the longevity that he's already established because this is, has this has been one of the biggest critiques people can have on him that I could understand. And if he continues to go down this route and not being so surface level half the time, you we're, it's going to be another decade, definitely another decade of Drake running everything. Now, when I do mention surface level, I think Champagne Poetry is one album that he really reflects on His age and just the idea behind the fact that regardless of the mainstream success, all the accolades, all the, you know, all the achievements that have come with the rap game, his life is starting to slip away. And that isn't something that really gets touched on for the rest of the album either. Again, I mentioned that it surfaced, but hearing him talk about, you know, his physicality not being the same anymore and still trying to find his soulmate that for the past what decade, album after album, he still hasn't found. We got flings, we got promises, but still not the one he has long is adding to the longevity as well, because these are things that we enjoy to hear. And if we could just get a bit more depth onto this, it would be more interesting dynamics that continue to get us engaged with it. And I could sit here and talk about how lonely he's feeling, but honestly, that isn't going to add to the things that I've already stated. Of course, he doesn't dive deep into fatherhood, you know, being the biggest artist in the world, but he again, starting off the track about his son. And towards the end of the song, he talks, you know, slightly about his situation with his baby mama and being able to work it out. And again, sort of playing this underdog card, even though he's at the top of how many times are people going to put him down, but he's still going to win awards he's still going to get the numbers regardless of how many people hate on him in the industry they're all going to smile love him use his quotes use his music and play buddy buddy just to be on his good side i hope this all made sense for you and i think one of my favorite parts of this song will be dm where he repeats this is the part where i don't ever part where i don't ever say pardon me anymore this is the part where i'm gonna find a new part of me to explore this is the uh this is the part where all my partners know what we in it for this is the part where we're gonna throw us a party after the war well, what's the point of that? Uh, what's the point of me repeating that? How does that make it the most important track on the album? But I feel it targets all three of the points that I made ab- above with the conflict, the growth, and the longevity that this song hits on every note. Of course, with the conflict of him not being so apologetic and putting his foot down establishing, you know, I'm not a new guy here. I've been at the top for so long that he's going to choose to carry himself however he wants, regardless of the repercussions. But We've seen how that went. We've seen how that how that's gone, and of course, this is a part of me where I'm gonna find a new part of me to explore, which will lead to more growth. And with that growth, it will leave uh, it will lead to longevity, hopefully. And it just also sounds raw on, on the song. We actually playing it, it; just sounds pretty cool. And with that, this is why Champagne Poetry is the most important track on Certified Lover Boy. Again, as the series continues, this will get more refined. Let me know your guys' thoughts. What do you think is the most important track on Certified Lover Boy? Not the best one, because again, the best one would probably be Girls Love Girls. Okay, okay. I'll stop with that. Please, please don't crucify me for it. It really is a banger, man. Y'all need to stop playing. We're all lesbians out here. We can admit that, right? Right? I'll catch you guys next week with another episode in this series. Thank you for listening. I'm out.